Good morning, planet Earth. Good morning to the planet Earth and to the people of this sector of the Milky Way galaxy. It is April the 25th, 2021. Right around 8.30 a.m. Mountain Standard Time as of this recording. But if you're traveling through space, you might be hearing me at a different time and a different place. If you are listening on shortwave radio, check the date of this broadcast, whatever date this is. You can go to dfgtc.org slash show notes. That's Delta Foxtrot Golf Tango Charlie.org slash show notes. And if you check the date in the listing, you can get to the notes related to this podcast broadcast. And if you're listening, just off the internet, then you probably know where the notes are, right? And if you don't need the notes, don't worry about it. Notes aren't absolutely required. People can use technology to transcend the need for notes. You can do that too. And if you are listening on shortwave, this is probably WRMI out of Miami, 5950 kilohertz. And it's either Saturday or Sunday night or Sunday or Monday morning, depending upon whether you think in terms of Eastern Standard Time or UTC. But it could be 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time or 3 a.m. UTC. And if you want to complain about this podcast or complain about me or just send me an angry email, you can email me at me at imsully.com. That's me, M-E, at imsully.com, okay? And you can say whatever you want to. And if you're interested in listening to more of these podcasts, you can go to imsully.com, or you can download the raw MP3 files from dfgtc.org slash mp3. That's dfgtc.org slash mp3. All the podcasts are there. Very explicit material. Dirty words, you know, lewd content. Very risque situations. Warning. If you go to imsully.com or dfgtc.org slash mp3. And if you're interested in other stuff related to me or my friends and projects and whatnot, you can go to igluluau.com. And my friend Jim has a website, freedomlanddao.com, where he talks about some of the work he's doing with intentional liberty-based communities. Uh, that's Jim Davidson, a guy you should probably check out sometime if you're interested. And if you want to donate to this podcast broadcast, you can go to paypal.com slash paypalme slash Dr. Freckles. That's right. If you feel some profound need to donate to me, whatever money you have left over, after you take care of food, water, shelter, the people you love, the stuff that you care about, and after all that is done, you still have a few coins left over, then yes, if you don't think that this podcast is a waste of your time, you can donate. You should donate if you want to, whatever amount you feel comfortable. But the bottom line is these are difficult times, so if you can't donate anything, that's okay too. First topic.
First topic, stupid stuff I see on social media. And I don't know if I want to spend a lot of time on this, but one thing I've seen recently, and I'm just going to talk about this for a bit, for a bit. I've seen weird strategies for transcending the ongoing military psychological warfare operation. And the thing is, in general, if you identify these weird strategies for countering the PSYOP, you generally find out that you're talking to the PSYOP. Because if you're given a strategy that you know has no chance in defeating this psychological warfare operation, has no chance in succeeding, and worse than that, reinforces the PSYOP, then you should probably stay away from that solution. That solution is going to kill you. It might take longer, it might be by slices, but that, you know, half measure at this point is probably not going to help. But one of the things I saw recently from someone I think a lot of anarchists believe is an anarchist, but I don't know any anarchists that think this way. There's this guy on Twitter who proposes as the ultimate solution, the solution to the crisis, is to recall local officials. Recall the local officials. And when I cornered this dude on social media, I asked him, okay, what specifically do you mean? And he means everybody go out and find their local officials and round them up and then do something. And I'm not really sure what it is, you know, they're supposed to do. It reminded me of a story I told on my podcast before in the summer of 1997. I participated in a computer-based war game when I was stationed in Korea and Basically, I was op four, and because I was a junior officer, I had pretty trivial duties. Mostly, we took the operations orders and the change orders and all the strategies, and we typed them into the computer. This was what's called a low-resolution game. So low-resolution games are much more like risk or chess in the sense that the game is at a higher level of strategy, not a high-resolution game. Like, for example, some of these immersive 3D person shooter, what you know, type games. Those would be called high resolution in terms of what's called war gaming. Low resolution and war gaming is strategic. High resolution war gaming tends to be tactical and operational. And I'll just leave it there. This was a low resolution war game. And so it was at the brigade company type level. You had some control over smaller units, but it was very limited. And as a junior officer, it was my job to input, you know, put in the, put in the data, put in the data. You know, in some ways, that was my first data entry job. So we typed in the commands that drove the game and blah, blah, blah. At the end of the game, when the game was basically almost over and, you know, I was playing opposing forces, so I was playing North Korea. At the end of the game, as North Korea lost, we still had some troops left. Some, you know, some of the people, the cooks. We had the cooks, we had the grave diggers. We had the cooks, we had the grave diggers. We had some troops left over. And so me and a couple other lieutenants decided to just organize these, you know, virtual, not real, troops, you know, these cooks, these grave diggers, these, you know, various engineering teams, and we formed a kind of ragtag military force. And on a lark, we set their objective as Camp Stanley, where we were stationed. Can you get to Camp Stanley? Can you win the war? Come on, grave diggers and cooks and people that dig latrines. It was the end of the game. It did not matter. The game was over. All the higher higher level officers, all the 
you know, the O ranks above our level, they were going to the officer's club to get drunk. And so we were stuck cleaning up the mess and ultimately just sending these troops, these virtual forces on a suicide mission. Almost like the, you know, Kelly's, a la Kelly's heroes, you know, that Clint Eastwood World War II classic where he forms a group of military soldiers to go rob a bank in Germany. Um, kind of like that, except there's no gold. And it was all absurd and all ridiculous. Now, why am I telling you this ridiculously absurd story of taking what was left of the virtual North Korean army in the summer of 97 and sending them south, south the Weejambu, onward to Camp Stanley? Take me out. Take me out, baby. Kleenex at 1997. Now I got to tell another story, and, and it'll be related. I'll connect them. In 2008, when I was still a libertarian, <laughs> fuck, one F-bomb per show. In 2008, when I was still a libertarian, I went to a meeting of libertarians in Bellevue, Washington. Um... It was held in a dank little pizza shop. It was the kind of place that I would expect it to meet communists, uh, to tell you the truth. I, I was not too impressed, but we're meeting in this dank pizza parlor type place, and they're discussing strategy. And one of the core ideas amongst the, stri the strategic thinkers was for people to run for offices that nobody else wanted, like dog catcher. In fact, the woman there, and I think that she might have been a higher order muckety-muck in the Washington State Libertarian Party, and yes, she seemed deep state as F. The woman there actually said, we need to run for dog catcher. We need to run for chief of the local public schools. We need to run for the guy that checks and makes sure the mail was delivered. We need to be in charge of the garbage. And that's how the libertarians take over. Now, I hope you were listening to what I just said. Because the last thing I'm going to mention is something that involves a man by the name of Marshal Tito. Marshal Tito was once dictator of Yugoslavia. Yugoslavia was once a country. Yugoslavia was once a country. That's something to keep in mind in this conversation. Marshal Tito once asked one of his expert communists how long it would take for Yugoslavia to achieve perfect communism. Because if you've studied Marxism and historical dialectic and historical materialism and all the other blah, 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 Scientology, if you've studied Marxist Scientology, which is an offshoot of regular L. Ron Hubbard Scientology, of course involving time travel, but don't worry about that right now because space is racist. Anywho, Marshall Tito once asked one of his super experts, how long will it take for us to move from the dictatorship of the proletariat through socialism, all the way to pure communism. And one of his experts, he got all of his researchers together and they did all their studies and analysis and they came up with an answer. They said, Marshall, it'll take 300 years. It'll take 300 years, Marshall. But we'll be there in 300 years. Perfect communism. Of course, that was, that was silly. That was silly. That never happened. Yugoslavia didn't last, you know, a <laughs> hundred years, let alone 300. And it, they were never going to make it. Even if it were a thing, even if it were possible, even if it weren't total Scientology crap, there was no way that they were ever going to achieve something that is technically impossible. They were never going to get there because it wasn't a place you can get to. Now, why do I mention 
the war game in Korea and the Washington Libertarian meeting and Marshall Tito. Because all three of these things deal with subjects of strategies that will never succeed. Never. It's not a question of whether it's a multiverse, and in some universes it does happen, Lawrence Krauss. Right, Lawrence, you, f you fellow? I can't use the F-bomb more than once a show. I shouldn't even use it once. The FCC will kill me. Yes, yes, yes. The reason why I mention these three things in connection, this compare and contrast of, of, of strategic absurdity, is because that is what they have in common. This idea that these strategies will work. And then there's the fellow, the pseudo-libertarian, the quasi-anarchist, I think, troll on Twitter. And all I'll tell you is that the name Road to Serfdom. If you come across that name, don't follow this guy. Man, for somebody who supposedly is so attacked by Twitter, he seems to have a lot of Insta followers once he comes back, but that's a whole other topic. But his proposal to solve the PSYOP, to solve the poisoning, to solve all the evil, all we have to do is go recall local officials. All we have to do is recall local officials. Which is funny because who are these local officials? I mean, there are a bunch of things wrong with this statement. Okay, recall local officials. Who are you going to recall? Where are these local officials located? Do you really think they have any power at all? Do you? Do you think there's any real power left in your neighborhood? Ask yourself a serious question. How far, is, how far, how long a distance do you typically walk every day? And I don't care what the answer is. You might say, I walk 10 miles a day. Great. Do you truly believe if you got all your best friends together, you could walk far enough in a day to find the local officials you think have any control at all? Do you think they even live there any longer, these local officials? Do you think they have addresses you can look up? Why do you assume, if you can see their name in a newspaper, they have any power at all? Why do you assume that? Because you think you're being told the truth? I mean, here's the absurdity of the recall local officials in a nutshell, especially if you're an anarchist. What are you going to do afterwards if you recall all the right officials? You're going to have another election? Anarchist? I mean, I say that jokingly because no anarchist believes in that crap. So whoever this guy is, he's not an anarchist, he's not much of a libertarian, but he does propose a strategy that is as successful as waiting for communism in Yugoslavia, sending all the grave diggers of North Korea south, and taking over the dog catcher jobs in Washington state. All of which might succeed in 300 years, right? Recall local officials. That's never going to work. But what's worse is that this particular account trolls a lot of people, suckers a lot of people. This same account about, I don't know, six months ago or four months ago told me they thought the COVID was kind of real. Yeah, the COVID's kind of real, Dan. It's a little bit real. How real? And if it's kind of real, are you okay with kind of a little bit of medical rape? Because if you spread the idea it's kind of real, you're reinforcing the lie. You don't realize it, but you are. And that means old people are being tortured to death. Oh, yes, Dan. Yes. Yes, fellow. Yes, friend. There are elderly, elderly people in facilities right now being tortured to death because some people think the COVID is kind of real. The COVID is a lie. And that lie is being used to kill people. That lie is being used to cover up suicides and drug overdoses and cancers that have not been treated and heart disease that didn't need to happen. That lie is covering up what the purpose of it is and that is population-wide adrenal fatigue and collapse madness and sickness. There is no exit strategy 
for adrenal fatigue. And recalling local officials, if such things even existed, will not help you. Next topic. Everybody that loots, everyone that's a looter, every looter, everyone that loots, everyone that steals stuff that isn't theirs is part of a large mob. That's looting. Every looter knows that the money is at the auto parts store. Every looter knows that if you want to make money, if you want the cash, the cash money, you go to the auto parts store. money. The money is at the auto parts store. The money is in catalytic converters, spark plugs, tools. Sure, you could say, Dan, why don't the looters go for the public library? What's at the library, brother and sister? Nothing but books to read. That's about a future. But if you want to chew on the jerky of the past, you go to the auto parts store. You don't go to an organic grocery place and get vegetables that will purify the body. You don't go steal books. You don't steal fresh water. You steal spark plugs. You steal catalytic converters. There's, you know... I think there's palladium in catalytic converters. That's, that's money. There's money in catalytic converters. Next topic. Yeah, next topic. So I'm about to read something and we'll talk about it afterwards. If any of you are interested in films or movies and you've seen movies about wars, war movies, you might recognize the words I'm about to read. These words are not mine. And if you're interested in where these words are and you're listening on shortwave radio... WRMI out of Miami Okeechobee from the swamp a beast with seven horns will rise on the beast will be 13 wives the 13 wives will have 20 horns the 20 horns will be covered in thorns everybody's going to smoke cool cigarettes and drink a 40 Everyone's going to drink a 40. Yeah. And I'll read on. Have you ever thought about any real freedoms? Freedom from opinions of others. Even from the opinions of yourself. I watched a snail along the edge of a straight razor. That's my dream. It's my nightmare. Crawling, slithering along the edge of a straight razor and surviving. I worry that my son might not understand what I've tried to be. And if I were to be killed, I would want someone to go to my home and tell my son everything. Everything I did. 
everything I saw because there's nothing that I detest more than the stench of lies. And if you understand me, you will do this for me, stranger. I went down to the river once when I was a kid. I went down to the river once when I was a kid. There's a place in, in the river I can't remember. Must have been a gardenia plantation at one time. All wild and overgrown now. All wild and overgrown now. But for about five miles you'd think that heaven just fell on the earth in the form of gardenias. We must kill them. We must incinerate them. Pig after pig. Cow after cow. Village after village. Army after army. We must kill them, we must incinerate them, pig after pig, cow after cow, village after village, army after army. <laughs> and they call me an assassin? What do you call it when the assassins accuse the assassin? What do you call it when the assassins accuse the assassin? They lie. They lie and we have to be merciful for those who lie. Those nabobs, I hate them. I do hate them. I've seen horrors. Horrors I've seen. You have no right to call me a murderer. You have no right to call me a murderer. You have a right to kill me. You have a right to, to do that. But you have no right to judge me. It's impossible for words to describe what is necessary to those who do not know what horror means. Horror? Horror has a face. And you must make a friend of horror. Horror and moral terror are your friends. If they are not then they are your enemies to be feared. They are truly enemies. I remember when I was with special forces, seems a thousand centuries ago. We went into a camp to inoculate the children. We left the camp after we had inoculated the children for polio. And this old man came running after us, and he was crying. He couldn't see. 
We went back there and they had come and hacked off every inoculated arm. There they were in a pile, a pile of little arms. A pile, a pile of little arms. And I remember, I remember I cried, I cried, I cried, I wept like, I wept like some grandmother. I wanted to tear my teeth out. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And, and I want to remember it. I never want to forget it. I never want to forget. And then I realized, like I was shot, like I was shot with a diamond, a diamond bullet right through my forehead. And I thought, my God, my God. The genius of that, the genius, the will, the will to do, the will to do that. The will to do that. Perfect, genuine, complete, crystalline, pure. And then I realized they were stronger than we because they could stand that these were not monsters. These were men, trained cadres. These men who fought with their hearts, who had families, who had children, who were filled with love. But they had the strength, the strength to do that. If I had 10 divisions of those men, then our troubles here would be over very quickly. You have to have men who are moral and at the same time who are able to utilize their primordial instincts to kill without feeling, without passion, without judgment, without judgment. Because it's judgment that defeats us. We train young men to drop fire on people. We train young men to drop fire on people. But their commanders won't allow them to write the F-bomb on their airplanes because it's too obscene. The horror. The horror. A bunch of errand boys sent by grocery, grocery clerks. A bunch of errand boys sent by grocery clerks. boy sent by grocery clerks. You are an errand boy sent by grocery clerks to collect a bill. The bill's due. a bill, a bill that is due, To collect a bill. So those are words. Those words are collected from various statements made by Colonel Kurtz in the film Apocalypse Now. Oh, our good old friend Colonel Kurtz. And of course, you'd say, Dan, why did you take all of Colonel Kurtz's random stuff and put them together in a kind of a weird Colonel Kurtz type screed? <laughs> 
Full disclosure, I made little changes in the text here and there so it would fit the tempo and, and the context. I read this because I found this interesting. I found this crazy, mindless, insane, bizarre, strange series of rants interesting. Of course it's not mindless. There is a kind of dark wisdom to this. The dark wisdom is the following. If you want to succeed in any type of competition involving the brutality of human beings, you must be the most brutal. I'm sorry. It really, it, it kind of is true. If the competition is reduced to brutality, if it is, as a Christian, you can defend yourself or you can, you know, die. But in competitions of total evil and total brutality, all things being equal, the people that are willing to be most brutal often win. Yes, you need to be smart. You need to be clever. But don't for a moment think that those people that do these terrible things can't be clever enough. Okay, given their resources, given what they have available. This is not you. This is not me. This is an institution that can misplace almost $30 trillion over a period of 20 years and nobody cares. So it's not a question of, are you smarter than them? Okay, it doesn't matter. The question is, are they smart enough? And are they brutal enough? Because they have a lot of resources. They really do. They have the resources to drop bombs from the sky. And they have the same resources to use psyops to tell you that it's wrong to use the F word. Or some other politically non-correct terminology. This is interesting today as it might have been in the 60s or the 70s. Think about it. Okay? The same people that tell you you shouldn't use dirty words on the radio are often the same people who are okay with dropping bombs on strangers. People they'll never never meet, people they will never know, and there has never been a declaration of war, if you believe in that sort of thing, determining any justification for it. We've simply been told, we're going to go do it. It's war powers. It's the war on terror. But there really hasn't been any formal declaration of war, these same people will say, don't use dirty words, don't say things that might hurt people, but they're okay with dropping bombs on Syrians. They're okay with that. They're okay with tearing up communities around the world with militarized police. They are okay with that. They are okay with forcing medical rape on people if you believe the vaccine injury psyop they are okay with that. But don't you dare use a dirty word. That is part of the powerful critique of Colonel Kurtz. That is the, the kind of the, the core critique there. And when you think about it on a certain level, it is the hypocrisy. The hypocrisy of an elite that will do everything vile. Poison, murder, kill, rape, everything vile. But one dare not use a word. Because the word might be scary. Colonel Kurtz, I, I, I listen to you, man. I hear you in the night whispering your words, your language. I'm on your frequency, Kurtz. Kurtz, I hear your words. I hear you shouting the night about being a snail and whatnot next topic. But before we move on, I just want to emphasize the randomness of this. I don't know why I did this. It's experimental. I thought it would be interesting to read these words because I thought that in some strange way they would match the age we live in. What has been sometimes referred to in German philosophical terms as the zeitgeist. But because of that terrible commie movie, I can no longer use what is a German philosophical term, zeitgeist, because of that really dumb movie. Anyways, zeitgeist, spirit of the time. The words of Colonel Kurtz match the spirit of the time, zeitgeist. 
That's what that word means. It doesn't mean techno-communism. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Eastern Skrongliak tribes are rising up. Mungus freaks from Sector 44 are filled with monkey herpes. Queen XJ wants to mutilate the white man using her poison and fury. All Klinktus sect freaks are congregating near the Napa Auto Parts store to go get the catalytic converters. There's money in catalytic converters. Jorbic Null intrezeglates across the sunlit sky, looking for pudding grease. His mind was beat down by that fed when his jizz fermented and created a poison gas in the heater. In his busted-up Ford Pinto, Neil Carr broke the barrier of cargo cult prophecy and Glumpy Gus fed weasel turtles to the Kelvin priests of Norg 8897-Alpha. Are you picking up the frequency, buddy? Are you picking up what I'm putting down? Breaking news. Shan't we forget the War of Glimbus when twelve different froggin' armies set fire to the whale cathedrals and burnt the old man's home? Region 8 Nazis are burning the villages of Hiblin Ray, and his people are huddled near the river awaiting the bounty of the Jurgis god Rusto. As if Kettle Nights brought Honey Spice daydreams. But you can't smell the phoenix poop on the wary wanderer of Trellis. In the coming race war, in the coming race war, in the coming race war, I will be known as Jorvax the Great. I will have 500 hooker wives and 900 bastard children, and all my clan will wear black leather slickers. Yes, indeed, in the coming race war. In the coming race war, all my clan will ride choppers and carry 50 cal revolvers.
In the coming race war, my clan will have grenades, LSD, mustard gas, X-ray cannons to shoot at the laser wolves. In the coming race war, yes, these things will happen. Breaking news, breaking news. Breaking news. Gandalf and the Roof Koreans are taking fire at the Napa Auto Parts store near 13th and Boblimtok Avenue. Thrungus ghouls are rubbing their Greg holes and staring bleakly into the Burger King next door, all hoping, salivating, for a Whopper with cheese and bacon. The 89th Racialist Shock Army, the 89th Racial Racialist Shock Army under the command of Lord Roz, has broken through the Seattle Dingus Line. The cops are being stripped. The cops are being stripped. The police are being stripped and hung upside down. Leeches are being attached to the police genitalia. Urine-filled water balloons tossed at them for our pleasure on day zero. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Deer flesh clings to the moss-covered house of Sector 77 Juliet. The Corgus monster that lives in the sewer feasts on your cats. And you toss your pussy about not knowing which dog will lick your lips. You can't stop the X-ray dynamite. Can't stop the boogie jester. can't stop the boogie jester. You can't stop the boogie jester. Breaking news, breaking news. Charlie's coming over. He knows you've been screwing Benny and he has pictures. He will set you on fire and steal your diamonds. And your hamster named Len, he'll steal your hamster too. After this is over, you will get crabs and then travel to Mexico to see a faith healer to treat them crabs. Probably second degree burns too, right?
Second degree burns. If you could suckle the Kagus flesh, would you not? If you could master the whore women of Region Echo, wouldn't you cover yourself in X-Rig oil and make yourself known with loins covered in herpes sores and ears dripping in Congo rot and salmon noodles? You suck! Get your flamethrowers! Breaking news! Get your flamethrowers! Breaking news! Get your flamethrowers. There are throbbing fungi beasts in Sector 87. The Funkin' folk of Region Zebra are breeding rabid monkey dogs and releasing them into the human zoo. Damn this orb. Get your flamethrowers. And burn them animals until they are ash, until they are memory. Burn the monsters of fear until they are ash, until they are memories, and then take those memories and throw them away. We ain't got no space for the lies. We ain't got no space for the demons. We don't have any space for the psychological operation. So take those animals of your soul that haunts you in the night, that chase you down the caverns of regret, beat them with a rod, toss them in a pit, bury the pit in lead, and then drop a hydrogen bomb on it. Breaking news. Breaking news. Sector 15 whores, hawas, Sector 15 hawas have broken out of their pens. Breaking news. Breaking news. Sector 15 whores have broken out of their pens. They're being currently being chased by dogs on chains. Yes, they're being chased down the sidewalks, the dark sidewalks, by pimps holding dogs on chains. Sector 15 whores have gotten out of their prisons. They are being chased by swarthy, dusky trackers who are shirtless and muscular and sweaty and are chasing the hookers, chasing them into the swamps. Yes, we are chasing the hookers into the swamps. This is the best answer. In the swamps, we will take care of our, our sins, our pains, the troubles, the spirits, the darkness, whatever. In the swamps, we will relieve ourselves of the poison inside of us. Yes, we will chase the hookers of the mind into the swamps, and in the swamps, we will find ourselves. We will find ourselves in a swamp. And all of this is related to what's sometimes referred to as eternal recurrence. This is a concept developed by Friedrich Nietzsche that describes the possibility that if the universe itself is physically finite, and if there is a beginning and an end, if the universe is physically finite and there is no beginning and end, just, just constant cycles of creation and destruction, according to Friedrich Nietzsche, eventually... You'll be sitting in some drab little dark hole, swilling upon your grumptus grease, drinking your tribulac water, picking the tumors off your skin, and listening to the planetary status report. This is the logic. 
This is where we're headed. Breaking news. You have been listening to the Planetary Status Report on WRMI out of Miami, if you're listening on shortwave. And that would be 5950 kilohertz. Kilohertz measured in the way that they are measured. It could be Saturday night. It could be Sunday night. It could be 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time or 3 a.m. UTC the next day, according to the Queen, Bob Limdock. And if we obey the ancient thoughts of the queens, you shall remember that if you need the notes for this podcast or any podcast broadcast that you're listening to from WRMI in Miami, they can be found by going to dfgtc.org slash show notes. That's Delta Foxtrot, Golf Tango, Charlie.org slash show notes. Pick the right date of the broadcast. If you want to get the right show notes. Yes, indeed. And if you enjoy this podcast broadcast, as stated earlier, you can donate to this podcast broadcast by going to paypal.com slash paypalme slash drfreckles. Yes, and you can donate if you have the money, but if you don't have the money, don't worry about it. And other than that, you guys should email me sometime, okay? If you're out there on shortwave, email me. My email address is me at imsully.com. Let me know how you're doing. Send me reports and status updates of your scenario. I would love to report them on the air wherever you are. You might be someplace in Canada. You might be in Florida being chased by Burmese python. You might be in Texas waging the eternal war against the radioactive armadillo of, you know, Austin. You might be struggling against the swamp beast of the Philippines. And you might be someplace in, who knows, Kansas? Who wants to be stuck in Kansas unless they have to be? If you are stuck in Kansas, get out of Kansas before it's too late. If you are stuck someplace in Minnesota, get out of Minnesota if you still have time. If you're stuck in Ontario, Canada, get out of there. The person telling you how to live smokes crack. and telling you how to live smokes crack. And if you're just trying to hang out there and exist, this has been the Planetary Status Report, and this is your friend Dan, and have a great rest of your life.